You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is Locked On Boston College, AJ Black here. I am the editor and publisher of bcbulletin.com. Check out my work over there. If this is your first time listening to Locked On Boston College, we are a daily Boston College podcast hosted by me. I've covered Boston College for years, and I'm going to give you insight, opinions, and analysis along with interviews about everything Boston College you want to know about. And I'm going to do it in a 25 minutes or so fashion so it's digestible, it's not too long, and you're going to get all the news and info you need. All you need to do is go to your closest podcast directory or your trusted podcast directory, hit that subscribe button, and make sure you make this part of your listening habits. I like to listen to Locked On uh, Celtics. That's my favorite. And I listen to it while I'm doing the dishes. It's a nice 25 minutes. I get all my news from John Corrales, and I go from there. I hope you do the same thing with my podcast. In today's episode, we're going to talk about BC basketball. But for the first time in a long time, we're going to do it in a positive way because Boston College won their first ACC game of the year, and they did it in dominating fashion against Miami. 84-62 to 62 in Conti Forum. Now, let's, get, let's jump into this game. This is going to be a two-segment discussion today because, look, I, you know, when we talk about BC basketball on this podcast, it gets to the dreary. We, we talk about the coaching. We talk about the losses. I mean, heading into this game, Boston College, they were 2-9, and nine, and they had not won a game in the ACC. Miami, on the other hand, they came into this game 5-5, five and five, and they, they would look like they were starting to pick things up. Now, going into this game, Miami had been, you know, um, their lineup had been shrunken due to some COVID issues. They had some injury uh, work, and they had not been really full strength until this Saturday when they beat NC State. Now, you see that. You see them beat NC State. This is a team, Miami, led by a lot of the same guys as last year that pummeled Boston College by 30. You think to yourself, Boston College is not going to have a chance. And, you know, you might you might have a point there. Now, you head into the game, and it seems like every game we go into this year, uh, especially recently, the, the injury reports are always this, you know, grab bag and, and surprise news dump for you. So, you know, on Saturday, it was Steph Mitchell missing a game due to an injury. Didn't see that coming. And then today, it was Winston Tabs. So, Makai Ashton-Langford, I don't know what's going on with his knee, but he's been out for quite a bit, and he was out again. But Tabs was more of a surprise. Now, when I say surprise for Tabs, it's not really a huge surprise. Obviously, this is a kid that had a really serious knee injury, and he's been playing through it, and it's been affecting him lately. I mean, if you watched him in the UVA game, he wasn't very good at all. And, you know, Jim Christian has talked about it that, you know, Tabs, he has his moments and it's it's starting to wear on him a little bit. So maybe this was a maintenance day off. And, and I don't blame him because this is a kid that needs the time. You know, he, he needs to make sure that he's at his best because if he's going to play like he did against UVA, he's more of a hindrance on the, on the court than he is a help. And But, you know, when you look at Boston College, a guy like – missing a guy like Tabs, on paper you're like, ooh, this is not going to go well. But that is exactly not what happened on the court today. Boston College played incredible, 
in every facet. So if you check out my keys of the game, I, you know, for every game on BC Bulletin, I give you three different keys I think of what uh, Boston College needs to do to win a game. And I think BC hit on every single one of them this game. So let's go over what my keys of the game were. One, they needed to cut down on turnovers. And I say that every game because Boston College is just notoriously bad with turnovers. How many did they have in this game? They had eight. And this was against a Miami defense that is only averaging, allowing only an average of 84 point, uh, 64 points a game. So Boston College did a really incredible job moving the ball. And when they did that, it led to point number two, which was get Jay Heath slash Winston Tabs. I didn't know Winston Tabs was not going to play, but I meant the guards. Um, Jay Heath and we'll say Rich Kelly going. Now, they were the stars of the game. If you watch this game, Rich Kelly looked like the second coming of you know Jerome Robinson out there, the way he was shooting from three-point range. Kelly shot 10 for 16 from the field and 7 for 12 from three-point range for 27 points. He was out of his mind, and some of those threes were deep threes, but he was feeling it that game, and it was really incredible to see him play. You know, I started off this year with Rich Kelly. Let's go on a little sidetrack here. I I thought watching him in some of those early games, man, this kid is not going to cut it in the ACC. You know, he he looked like a kid that did not, you know, he he was slower. He, you know, a smaller guy. Didn't think he would be able to handle some of those bigger guards in the ACC. And I have to say, he's impressed me. You know, there's been a lot of issues with this team. But I think Rich Kelly has done what he's need he's needed to do. I really worried at one point he would turn into like an Eli Carter, you know, a, a guy that just kind of hijacks an offense and doesn't do the best with the ball. But Kelly has done a nice job, and he finished today's game with 27 points. Incredible, right? Then on top of that, after his very subpar game against UVA, you have Jay Heath, who... You know, he's been on a roller coaster this year. It seems like, you know, you get games like the Villanova game where he looks incredibly strong. And then games like, again, I'll bring up UVA where he just couldn't buy a basket. And today, he hit, or sorry, on Tuesday night, he goes 9 for 19 and 5 for 9 from three points, point range for 25 points. You got 52 points from your starting guards. You're not going to lose many games if you play that way. Now, is this sustainable? Probably not. You're not going to have your guard shooting 50% every game. But they, for this one game, you have to give it to Jay Heath and Rich Kelly. I, you know, I was, I'm, I, I'm much more of the pessimist. I'm kind of like you guys when I'm watching this, these games. I Literally, earlier today, I was on a, uh, a, a water cooler talk with the, with the heads of Locked On, and they wanted us to talk about you know, making ads for our talks on college basketball and, and to highlight all the positives with your team. And I was like, guys, BC's 2-9, and nine, and most of the fans don't really want to talk about Boston College. What do you want me to do? And <laughs> they were like, whoa, man, that's, you know, I don't know, AJ. Maybe you can, like, highlight the, uh, the positives. And I was like, there isn't really positives, and the fans are going to get angry at me because they're not playing well. Well, I got to get out of that dark zone today to watch this BC game. And it was impressive. And I, I have to give that to, give that to them. Now, when we come back, we're going to continue breaking down the BC-Miami game and talk about where BC goes from here because it's lining up that they've got some other winnable games coming up on their schedule. But before we get into more talks about this game, let's talk about Bilt Bar. 
This is the best tasting protein bar ever, and they have amazing flavors. They have 18 of them. There's six new flavors and 12 original flavors. I am a big fan of the cookies and cream. Now, if you can get me one of those, it is like eating a candy bar, but it's healthy and nutritious. It's great for the health-conscious guy. It is covered in chocolate, soft and easy to chew. And if you need a good pep before your workout, nothing beats a built Bar. Now, this listen to the flavor profile of the cookies and cream. 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 gram net carbs, and it tastes like a candy bar. You cannot beat this. And now, Built Bar has a special deal. They're going to give you a free cooler with purchase while supplies last. All you need to do is head on over to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 20% off your next order. Again, use promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Locked on Boston College. We are talking about Boston College's 84-62 win over Miami, their first ACC win of the year, and their biggest win in ACC play in two years. They hadn't beaten an ACC team by 20 or more points since 2018 when they beat Pitt. So this was a big win for Boston College. Now, we talked in the first half of the of the show exclusively basically about Jay Heath and Rich Kelly, who played out of their minds, you know, 52 points. But I think it's important as well to talk about some of the supporting casts that really played well, you know, in this game. And specifically, I thought C.J. Felder and uh, Steph Mitchell had great games. Um, C.J. Felder went 10-8. and He had 10 points, 8 rebounds, 5 blocks. So here we go. You're talking about a kid again, who is growing into a solid ACC player. We're seeing it more and more, and he finished without a turnover. Now, that's been the biggest knock on C.J. Felder all year is that, yeah, he gets the points, but he also turns the ball over too much. He didn't do that at all today. He was good with passing. He had um, only two assists, but you know the way that he was able to move the ball around, he, he did what he needed to do. You know, not every game are you going to need 25 points from C.J. Felder. But every game you need him to play well, and that's exactly what he did. He had a plus-minus of 29 in this game. 29. C.J. Felder, great game. And, you know, the stats are not going to show it, but, hey, you get five blocks in a game, you, you deserve to get a, a little bit of um, ac- some you know accolades when I'm talking about the, these games. Also, let's talk about Steph Mitchell. Steph Mitchell, coming back from an injury, scores 12 points, has seven rebounds, and only one turnover. Again, we're talking these turnovers. Nobody on this team had more than two all game. How many games? You know, we were just talking like last, was it last game? I think Jay Heath had seven of them, just himself. And this whole team had eight for the entire game. So you're playing... BC played tight basketball against a good defensive team. See, I told, I, I've said this all year. They have it in them. They just had not been able to 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 finish it off. Um, you know, I've joked about it that the announcers always bring it up, and it's nauseating when they're losing. But when they're when they win a game, you see it and you say, "Yes, it's there." Now coming up on Saturday, Boston College could look for two in a row against the ACC as they take on Notre Dame 
in South Bend. Now, when you mention Notre Dame in any sport, you say, oh, that's not an easy win, no matter what it is. Notre Dame basketball is as bad as Boston College has played all year long. They're 0-4 in conference. They're below Boston College now, and they are not in any shape to beat BC. So if BC, this is a great spot for Boston College to build off. They have Notre Dame, and then they play Virginia Tech, who is a very good team this year, and then they play Pitt. So these are there's a possibility that Boston College could win three out of the next four games. Or, sorry, three win these three out of these four games coming up. So because Pitt's not that great, and then they hit, face Clemson, and, and then it gets tough again. But you know, the stranger things have happened. You know, as you've seen with Jim Christian, he gets points during a season where you you just think hope is always lost. And then they kind of pull themselves up again before they usually torpedo back down. But they have moments where they play well. Now, I want to tell you right now, I, I, I'm, I'm going to guess because I've, I, I'm a, I'm, you know, as I've told you before, before I was a BC journalist, I was a BC fan. I know where you guys are at, where your head is at. You're thinking, this was a great win. I don't want to see them win too much because I don't want to see Jim Christian back. I, I know that's what you're thinking. You don't have to tell me. I can read your mind. And let me just tell you, just enjoy the wins because right now Boston College is no matter really what they do, they really I mean they'd have to have a miraculous season in which you wouldn't want Jim Christian to leave for them to make the tournament. I mean they'd have to lose like one or two more games the entire year or they're out. You know what I mean? So I think he he's gone. You know the the writing's on the wall. BC's not going to make the tournament. They're probably going to get knocked out pretty early in the ACC tournament. Just enjoy the wins. Let Watch these kids. They're a fun team when they're playing well. Rich Kelly's a lot of fun. I like watching Jay Heath when he's playing well. And DeMar Langford and CJ, CJ, I almost called him CJ Lewis, CJ Felder are both really exciting young forwards who I think in the future are going to be really good. And so you have a basis here. So just enjoy these games, you know? You know, it's it's easy to 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 stay sullen and to 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 watch them hate them watching them win, but you know what? I, I'm gonna enjoy it and 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 feel good for these kids because they've worked really hard. They they deserve. You know, you don't want to see a bunch of 18, 19, and twenty year olds moping around because they're you know losing for the entire conference. And, you know, at, at, oh for the conference. You want to see them play well. You want to see them win here and there. Because you don't want, you know, if Christian is going to go next year, you don't want this program to be completely bottomed out. It would be really nice if, hey, this team finishes 11th in the ACC. You know, they're not anywhere near competitive yet, but they're start, you can see that there's a base there, and that will help future coaches recruit this program. So, you know, good win for Boston College. I think they can probably win Saturday, and they're going to have two wins in the ACC heading into next week. So that's my thoughts. When we come back, we're going to switch off of basketball, because we usually do, and talk a little football and some news going around. Is a major player is returning to Boston College football next year. We'll tell you who in a minute. Now I want to tell you about betonline.ag. With football still going on in the NFL and college hoops, NBA, and NHL about to kick off, it is time to get in and find your place to make your bets. And that's what you want at betonline.ag. Now, betonline.ag is the one place that we go at the Locked On Network to make our bets. And they have a special bonus for you. 
Just sign up today for a free account and use the promo code Locked On, and they're going to give you an industry best 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. How are you going to beat that? They have NFL games for the playoffs. They have some of the NBA games that are still going on. And they have college basketball. Now, if you were on betonline.ag and you're a Boston College fan, you would have obviously won when they had Miami at plus two. Now, that was that was good. You would have won good money if you went with the money line. So get on over to betonline.ag. Visit our good friends and follow them on Twitter at betonline underscore ag to take advantage of the best bonuses in the business. Betonline.ag. This is Locked On Boston College. AJ Black here. On tomorrow's episode, we're going to talk more news and get into some recruiting news and all the Boston College information and discussion that you're going to want to hear about. So check us out. Later on in the week, we're going to talk to Locked On Irish about Notre Dame basketball, and we might have a few more surprises up our sleeve. Now, to wrap up today's conversation, we talked about basketball. There's football news. As I was watching the Boston College basketball game, a Boston College football player announced that he will be returning for his extra year due to NCAA eligibility, and that would be safety Mike Palmer. Now, Mike Palmer, if you remember, he was a senior slash grad student this year. He got hurt, and I believe it was the Syracuse game, um, and it was a hamstring issue, and he missed the rest of the season due to the hamstring issue. I don't know what exactly that hamstring issue was, if it was a tear or, you know, or just, you know, I don't know. I'm not a doctor, but I know he missed the whole end of the year for that. Now, he's going to come back, and Mike Palmer is interesting because I think of, B, you know, BC Nation is very divided on his style of play. Many fans are going to go back to 2019 and look at games like Kansas or uh, some of those other games where BC's defense really struggled and look at him as he d- he really did struggle in 2019. He was bad in pat- uh, run protection and not honestly all that great in pass protection. But, you know, if you're going to look at players that Jeff Halfley helped and that new defense helped really find their footing, I, I look at Mike Palmer. I think he's the biggest beneficiary of the new coaching regime. You know, he looked every bit the part of a, of a Boston College safety. You know, he's not, you know, the most game-changing safety you're going to find. That You know, Deion Jones is probably a little better than him. But I didn't find Mike Palmer to be a liability this year. I thought he did his job well. I thought he improved in terms of, you know, his ability to track the ball and make plays. He had a couple big plays during the year. He had an interception against Texas State that was huge. You know, he finished the year with 24 tackles in seven games. Um, But you know what I noticed? And I think it it, it was what you noticed with a lot of the game these big games was that he never let up the big plays, you know, especially when it was in pass, pass protection. He was there. He made the plays that they needed to make and he didn't allow the explosives. I think that's big. And so you're going to get, you know, BC's secondary next year has every potential to be one of the best in the ACC. You're going to get Brandon Sebastian back. You're going to have Josh DeBerry. I'm telling you right now, with the growth that both of those guys, men made, they have the ability to be the best two cornerbacks on Boston College. Not only on Boston College, excuse me, but one of the best pairings in the ACC. 
DeBerry, I thought, was dynamic. You saw flashes of it in 2019, but he really jumped in 2020. Now, on the on the back end, you're going to have Mike Palmer, and I'm not sure what's going on with Deion Jones yet. We, he's a name that we're going to have to watch and find out. Um, if you get all four of those guys back, and then you can play around with Jason Matry and Elijah Jones as your nickel and third cornerbacks, you're in great shape, I think. I thought this secondary played really well. Um, you know, you're going to want to work on some of the, the technique and, and run support because I thought that was a big struggle. But against the pass, I thought they did what they needed to do. You know, they fin- they were a, a good ball hawking team that did great, uh, did well with, you know, forcing fumbles and making interceptions. So having some stability there will be big next year because, again, we don't know what the linebacking core and the defensive ends and defensive line is going to look like. So having that set, that whole part of the field pretty much set with established veterans that know the system that know what they're expected to do and can communicate on the field will be a big advantage for Boston College and it's not like you're just throwing out seniors that are you know subpar they're they're good and they're they're coachable I think that's a big thing they're going to be coachable and that Azar Abdul Rahim, Tem Lokabu, and Jeff Halfley can make them one of the best groups in, in, in the ACC. So it's big that Mike Palmer is back. I mean, you may not like him, but I think he's good. I think he's going to play a good role on this team. He made a huge jump from 2019 to 2020, and it's great to see him back. So, you know, we'll see. There's some names that we still need to watch out for because we don't know all of the law, um, people who have – opted in for 2021. So some names we're going to keep watching for in that defense. Brendan Barlow, will he be back? Will uh, Chibuzi Wuka, Luke Beckett, it looked like on Instagram that he's done. So I don't think he's coming back. And he had a, he had his moments, but I don't think he's going to be that big of a loss. Um, and Deion Jones. I think those are the big ones to watch for on the defense. And we'll keep our eyes open for that. And keep our eyes open on the transfer portal because I think we're, you know, we're, we're getting close to spring practice starting. And I think once practice starts and some players again realize maybe, hey, I'm not going to have a huge role, the transfer portal is going to continue to grow. So we're going to stop here. We'll be back tomorrow to talk more about Boston College. And, you know, there always seems to be news, and I'm going to be there to break it down and talk about it. Uh, Hopefully you enjoy this. If you do and you're listening on Apple, please give us a five-star review. Say and, and leave a review as well. Write down, say, hey, I like listening to AJ talk about BC. He's knowledgeable. Whatever you want to say, it helps people find this podcast. Right now, we have one of the most followed BC podcasts on Twitter, on any of the um, the podcast networks. If you put in Boston College, we're like one or two when it comes up. So I appreciate all of you because you guys give me the fuel to keep this going. Um, I love hearing from you, hearing what you like, hearing what you don't like. Um, on Thursday this week, we will be doing Thirsty Thursday again, so make sure you check us, uh, subscribe to our Facebook page. We'll do a um, Q&A, talk about stuff, you know, we'll just have a good old time like we did last week. It's a great way to find out some more BC information for me and for me to connect directly with you. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at Boston College SI or Locked On BC. And for me, I hope you guys all have a great Wednesday. Get through this hump day. We're almost to the weekend. We're getting there. Take care, everyone, and I'll see you again soon.